With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Welcome back, listeners, to another episode of Yeah, I Said It. Before I jump into the program, I want to give a big shout-out to my co-host of The Standard is The Standard and the editor of BehindTheStillCurtain.com, Jeff Hartman. Also want to give a big shout out to Brian Anthony Davis, who's bad, and the oracle of all Steelers knowledge, Dave Schofield. Want to wish all three of those gentlemen in all of Steelers Nation, all you Steelers dads that are diehards, I want to wish you guys a happy Father's Day. Want to wish my dad a happy Father's Day. I want to wish everybody out there a happy Father's Day, even if you aren't a Steeler fan. If you want to check out the pod, make sure you subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts via Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and any other podcast feeder. Do a search for Steelers, BehindTheSteelCurt.com. Before we jump into the program, again, I want to send a big shout-out to all of the dads out there celebrating Father's Day. On this episode of Yeah, I Said It, because it's a busy week for me, it's been pretty difficult coming up with topics. So I want to give a big shout-out to Brian Anthony Davis, who's bad on the assist for the show and the simple title of this week's episode is yeah i said it who's real who's fake that's the type of people i hate and on this episode of yeah i said it fact or fiction i want to jump into some of the questions that brian anthony davis who's bad brought up on his column last Friday called Pittsburgh Steelers Fact or Fiction Mandatory Minicamp Edition. Make sure you go to the website BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Do a search for that. And in that column, Who's Bad? jumps into five particular questions. And I want to just break each of those down, these fact or fiction statements. And the first statement is the following. Despite talent at the running back position, the Steelers are likely to run the wheels off of James Conner. Now, in the article, Brian Anthony Davis says fiction, but I'm going to say true. I'm going to disagree. And I'm going to disagree simply by 
the basic old school cliche. It is hard for a leopard to change his spots. Now, I know Jeff is laughing when he listens to the program because I actually got a cliche correct because I always get cliches wrong. We've never seen... I'll take that back. No, no, no. We've never seen... Because I'm thinking in my head about the carries that D'Angelo Williams got when Le'Veon Bell was the starting running back. And going back to that, even when Le'Veon Bell was hurt or after he came back hurt, Le'Veon Bell got the majority of the snaps. You know, he ran the wheels off of Willie Parker. Mike Tomlin is a guy who trusts a lead back. Lead backs for Mike Tomlin get the majority and the bulk of all the carries. And there's a reason for that. Because especially when a running back shows that he can perform, shows that he can be productive, and more importantly, shows that his ball security is awesome, why do you take that guy off the field? The only issue with James Conner, a.k.a. the Terminator, is ball security. He had some fumbles last year. I, I know you got Snell Jr. I know you got Samuels. But James Conner is the superior player. And because you only have a certain number of snaps per game, you want to have your best players out there at all time. And given the fact that the Steelers are going into the season without their best playmaker from last year, Antonio Brown, you want to keep your best playmakers on the field. And at the running back position, that's James Conner. Why take him off the field? You may take him off for a blow. You may take him off for a rest here or two. You may take him off in some situations but I don't really see many where you should take him off the field. He's trusted. I think the ball security issues will be better. He's not the best receiver of the three Steeler running backs out of the backfield, but he's a damn good one of them. He gets yards after the catch when he's receiving the football. He breaks tackles. He gets extra yards. He brings a punishing running football style. So why take him off the field? So I'm going to disagree with my esteemed uh, colleague, Brian Anthony Davis, who's bad? And I'm going to say fiction. Excuse me, I'm going to say fact. He is going to run the wheels off of James Conner. The, sec the second question or second statement that he said, Antonio Brown will do his best not to blast the Steelers on HBO's Hard Knocks. I'm going to say fiction. I'm going to say fiction. What he's going to do is going to take the middle road. He's going to rip the Steelers every chance he gets, but he's going to rip them in a way where it's passive aggressive and he's going to take the middle ground. Remember how I did the show? Yeah, I said it. Ben Roethlisberger should take the middle ground. I did it some weeks ago. He's going to follow some of the things that I said on that show. And one of those was to, when you address a point and you rip a cat, you don't use the entity, the person, the organization's name. You use pronouns, them, those guys over there, that other organization. Or you say stuff like, this organization, us in Oakland, we do things the right way. 
where everything you're saying is implying the organization that you came from you're just not expressly stating that organization as to give them any attention trust me when Derek Carr fits a ball in a tight space he's going to make a comparison when John Gruden crafts up a neat new wrinkle he's going to make a comparison when the Raiders do something that he likes that the Steelers didn't do he's going to make a comparison AB can't help himself so AB is going to take every opportunity to rip the Pittsburgh Steelers in a passive way now the next factor fiction statement Dante Moncrief becomes the clear-cut wide receiver too by camp's end I'm going to say fiction so I'm going to disagree with Brian Anthony Davis as well and say fiction when I look at players and I look at roster decisions and I look at starts guys starting of course it's going to be presumably who is the best player but there are other things that come into play and I had a concept that I used to do on an old show my old show called PPP that's production pedigree and as I say it I'm laughing at myself because I'm missing the last P but it's production pedigree and there's another P but anyway what I'm trying to say is just being the best player doesn't always factor in the decision so when I say production Moncrief and Washington Moncrief has no production as a stealer Washington has limited production but when you look at the pedigree oh the last P I'm sorry was pay you look at the pedigree and you look at the pay so it's pedigree pay and production when you look at the last P uh, of pedigree Washington is a second round pick Moncrief is a free agent that they acquired you look at pay Moncrief is paid more and you look at Washington's pay you know he's on a rookie deal so in terms of performance I think that evens itself out neither one of these guys have produced a lot for the Steelers in terms of pay Moncrief isn't on a big deal and neither is Washington because he's on a rookie contract but when you think of pedigree that's where I think the second round draft pick is going to win out teams don't like to admit when they make mistakes especially when they make mistakes with draft picks so because of that James Washington and because he knows the offense and has more of a rapport with Ben Roethlisberger primarily because of his pedigree he is going to get the opportunity to start he's a second round draft pick they've invested a ton of resource in him and in time and time into him so they're going to want him to start now he may not retain the spot but they're going to want him to start he is going to be the starter and the clear-cut number two by weeks in primarily because of pedigree the next statement is Vance McDonald will break Heath Miller's team single season mark of eight receiving touchdowns for a tight end I'm going to agree with Brian Anthony Davis fiction reason why I'm going to say fiction is 
The question is, will Vance stay healthy enough? And I think a lot of the touchdowns are going to go to wide receivers as well as running backs. So I think the Steelers are going to make up for the 15 touchdowns that they lost from Antonio Brown for more receptions, more receiving touchdowns from different places and different pieces. So I think Washington will have more touchdowns. I think Moncrief will sprinkle in some touchdowns. Eli Rogers will sprinkle in some touchdowns. I think Connor is going to have more touchdowns. So I think it's going to limit the amount of touches and amount of opportunities that Vance McDonald will get next year. I think Vance McDonald is going to be targeted, but I don't think he's going to get eight. I think maybe six. That's a relative safe number. I'm going to dial it back by two. But I don't think he's going to get eight touchdowns. But I think he's going to still have a very, 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 very productive season. And the last statement that Brian Anthony Davis jumped into, who's bad, was 2019 will be Bud Dupree's swan song as a Steeler. I'm going to say fact. I'm going to say fact. I think that Bud Dupree has been a solid pick. And when I say solid pick, I mean third round, fourth round type guy. I don't think he's had first round production. I mean, you look at T.J. Watt's counterpart, that's first round production. I think where this team wants to get and where they want to go and the fact that you have Ben Roethlisberger with a few years remaining, they're going to upgrade that spot. They need a more dynamic pass rusher opposite T.J. Watt so Watt can be even better. And I think they upgrade that position. I'm not saying Bud Dupree has been a bad player. I think he's underperformed with the expectation that you would have of a first-rounder. So unless he has a monster year, he's not coming back. And when I talked about the three Ps, pay, production pedigree he's a pedigree guy he's a pedigree guy he's a first round guy he's a guy that you don't want to give up because they're a first round guy and his pedigree is what is keeping him here if he was not a first round draft pick I don't think he'd be a Pittsburgh Steeler so unless he kills it next year I don't think he will remain a Pittsburgh Steeler, and I think they will move forward. But with that, we're going to conclude the program. Again, happy Father's Day to all of you who celebrated Father's Day this past weekend. I had a fantastic one. I want to thank all of you guys also for any well wishes that you have for me on my birthday. My birthday was June 18th. By the time you hear it, I will have turned 49 years of age. Love you guys. Thank you for the well wishes. But with that, we're out of here. And as always, tune in. Tell a friend and subscribe.